daddy issues. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, Celebrity Book Edition, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, The Sissy Duckling, by Harvey Fierstein, illustrated by Henry Cole, published by Simon & Schuster Books for Young Readers. From all of us here at This Goose is Cooked, we would like to wish you a very happy New Year's Eve. I personally hope all your New Year's resolutions are to read more. And if you have a book you would like us to review, be sure to leave us a comment. For those who don't know Harvey Fierstein, he's an actor, playwright, and screenwriter. He's known for his work in theater and has won four Tony Awards. But he's probably best known for his roles in Mrs. Doubtfire, Independence Day, and the voice of Yao in Mulan. The sissy duckling follows a duck who has different hobbies than the other ducks in his flock. He does things his own way, and it causes the other ducks to make fun of him and even threaten to beat him up. It takes a traumatic event to cause the flock to look at this duck differently. Will this duck ever fit in? Well, I hope you have the same interests as him, because he won't play with you if they're different from his. The tale opens describing a duck named Elmer. Apparently he was happy, but he didn't like to play any of the games the other boy ducks liked to play. He liked to bake and do crafts, while the other boys liked to play sports. So he mainly played by himself. Shocker. If you can't play sports, join a club. One day, his dad comes and tells him he needs to learn to work as a team, to acquire life skills for the future. So he tells Elmer he has to pick up baseball. Makes plenty of sense to me. In life, you have to work with others. Instead of Elmer embracing baseball, he becomes negative and doubts himself, saying a lot of I can'ts, which is never good. Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do, but you should embrace them with a positive attitude and give it your best shot. Well, Elmer's first at bat, he strikes out and he quits on the spot and skips away. I could have guessed. How do you expect anyone to have respect for you if you're a quitter with a defeatist attitude? And skipping away? Come on. You torched any chance of getting that respect back. That night, Elmer gets ready for bed and overhears his father say, quote, Sissy. They called him a sissy. Now I'm the laughingstock of the whole flock. End quote. The name-calling isn't very nice, but it could have been way worse with the whole skipping thing. You go in and cost your team with a strikeout, and then quit mid-game? I think everyone has the right to be upset with Elmer. The ego on that duck. He clearly only cares about himself. Elmer takes issue with this, of course, and blames his father for being mean. So his mom has to comfort him. Elmer has a classic case of daddy issues. Blame him and everyone else instead of looking inward. That's a lot easier. Elmer gets to school and is bullied by a stereotypical bully. He's a much bigger and more athletic looking duck named Drake. No relation to the singer. And this is where I take another issue with this book. Why does the author do this? As we all know, bullies come in all shapes and sizes now. Many times the bully is the person with nothing going for them in life. This person can often be smaller. But nope, 
the author chooses to stigmatize the jocks as the bad people, when in reality, they can be some of the nicest people. The author is only perpetuating more hate to a group of people who don't deserve it. Elmer uses a canned comeback to Drake's bullying, and Drake calls him out for it. Elmer doesn't do himself any favors when he admits his mom gave him the line. That's the first and last rule when dealing with bullies. Never admit your mom gave you some zinger. It never ends well. I have little sympathy for this stupidity. Well, the teacher hears everything that's going on and makes everyone stay after school. And when it was finally time to go home, Elmer was chased all the way home. For Drake being a lot bigger, he must not be that much of an athlete, because he never catches Elmer. Or maybe we just found Elmer's sport, cross country. From here, things get dark for Elmer fast. He's tormented by all this, and his father disowns him. Jeez. The author didn't need to go this depressing to prove his point. But again, some of it is lost with the almost cliche daddy issues. Because of all this, Elmer packs his things and sneaks off in the middle of the night and creates a new home for himself on the other side of the lake. And I must say, his place looks pretty sick, besides the flower art on the wall. Who knew Elmer was prepared to live on his own? Well, it's late fall, and the flock is getting ready to fly south for the winter, and Elmer sneaks back over to watch as they leave, and his mother is clearly distraught. I can't believe Elmer would do this to his mother, again showing how selfish he is. The flock takes off, and an absolute shocker happens. The story states, quote, Just then, a shot rang out, shattering the cold. Hunters leaped from behind the trees, their guns blasting. End quote. I did not see that one coming. They should duck and cover. But let's dive into the text. The hunters leaped from behind the trees. I highly doubt the hunters were leaping with loaded weapons and then firing. Doesn't seem like the proper safety protocols for hunting. Not to mention, how are you supposed to hit anything while jumping? The author clearly shows he knows absolutely nothing about hunting or gun safety. And considering he's an actor, it makes the Alec Baldwin shooting a little more clear. You'll never guess who was shot. It was Elmer's dad. All the other ducks fly off, including Elmer's mom. She clearly doesn't love anyone but herself. All those tears earlier were for show, because not only did she not look for Elmer, she didn't go back for her husband. Now we know where Elmer gets it from. Who ends up saving old Papa? You guessed it. It's Elmer. He carries his dad back to his bachelor pad and nurses him back to health throughout the winter. Classic life-threatening circumstances forcing the two characters to truly get to know one another. These two really hit it off. Just laughing, having a good time. The flock returns in the spring and Drake is their new elected leader. They have a moment of silence for everyone lost during the hunting incident. And Elmer's dad makes his big entrance. Elmer's mom runs and hugs him, probably hoping he wouldn't say anything about her up and leaving. Well, old papa tells everyone about Elmer's courage and how he saved him, basically calling everyone else cowards. And Elmer is reintroduced to the flock with a smattering of cheers. And the story comes to a close with Elmer saying, 
he hasn't changed to Drake, and Drake telling him he has changed. And yet another problem comes up for me here. Why does everyone else have to change for Elmer? Can't he change some of his quitter ways and try to make friends with the other ducks? I get what the author is going for here, and parts of the story are great. Like Elmer's bravery saving his dad, and drawing attention to the fact we are all different. But much of the lesson seems self-centered, with Elmer's inability to adapt or show interest in other people's interests. No, it was all about Elmer, and Elmer claiming he's a victim. What about all those people he screwed over in the baseball game? If Elmer took interest in other people's hobbies, they would have been more likely to take interest in his, and everyone would have changed for the better. But the story completely misses the mark. Harvey's writing was way too long, which is why this review was so long. The way Harvey wrote the book, it felt like he projected himself onto Elmer. Maybe some of this happened to Harvey, and that's why Elmer could do no wrong in his eyes. I will say the writing flowed well, and I would expect nothing less from an award-winning playwright. Henry's pictures were well done and captured the emotion throughout the book. They were bright with just the right amount of detail. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 1.9. I'm turning my nose up at it and having none of it. Maybe sneaking a taste when no one is looking. This Goose is Cooked, Celebrity Book Edition. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.